Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This morning on the third hour of today, on the move, home prices actually falling. But is it enough to help buyers get a foot in the door? We're going to break it all down. Then move over, Summer. Fall getaways are now the new hot travel trend where you can score some deals. Plus, a group of trailblazing women with grit. How they reached new heights together, conquering one of the tallest mountains on the planet, Kilimanjaro. And we're taking care of dinner in today's food with a kitchen concoction called the Pizza Dia. Today, Wednesday, October 26th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. <laughs> Good and morning. Our stage manager, David, just, don't you just take your time, David. It's okay. <laughs> and he gets on me. Good to see you today. I do. He just said Q, like right when it's time to talk. Good morning. <laughs> I walk through. He but he by. made it on time. He made it. So. He did. Welcome no harm, to the no third foul. hour of today. I'm Chanel here with Al, Dylan, Craig. The gang's all here. And we have so much to talk about over the next 60 minutes. And we start with big news at home. Absolutely. Yeah, potential buyers. A lot of folks are looking to buy houses. They have waited a long time to hear these words. House prices are finally falling. Mm. But those mortgage rates still are sky high. NBC's Tom Costello starts us off this morning to break down what it means for buyers and what it also means for potential sellers as well. Hey, Tom. Yeah, lots of caveats, depending on if you're the buyer or the seller. If you are the seller and you've had this home for more than a year, the chances are that you're going to be in the money if you sell. You're still going to make a profit. But the trouble is the appreciation is starting to slow. In fact, we're now seeing it shrink, the increase, if you will, at the fastest pace ever. And what's happening, according to the real estate experts, is we have this rebalancing act. You know, a year ago, we were talking about sky-high prices for homes. They're now coming down as mortgage rates go up, of course, double in just a year or so. And so now we're seeing this affect both sides of the equation, the buyers and the sellers. Even with inflation burning red hot, keeping prices up on just about everything we buy, there's one sector, housing, where costs are actually cooling down. While nationally, home prices in August were 13% higher than last year, that's actually down more than 2% from the month before, the largest month-over-month decline since the index started 35 years ago. A pause and a breath is, is really what the housing market is experiencing. The biggest price drops are in the West. San Francisco down 4.3%. Seattle down 3.9%. San Diego down 2.8%. The driving factor, of course, rising mortgage rates, now nearly 7%, pushing many prospective buyers out of the market. Mortgage payments are now 75% higher than they were last year. Rob Meebach is a realtor in California's Bay Area. He says this climate is allowing buyers to be a bit more selective. Before, they would want to try to get into a house no matter what. But now, their motivation to jump into a house that isn't perfect is gone. 
But some buyers say they simply feel locked out right now, like Eric Basil and Anna Pomomarenko in Arlington, Massachusetts. They've been looking to upgrade from their two-bedroom apartment. We're just finding less on the market and prices are still incredibly sticky. After um, being in this for a year, I feel like we are even more motivated to just find what we're looking for. And many current homeowners are deciding to just stay put for now. I don't know that we could afford the house we're living in today if we had to go buy it today. Still, if you're looking to buy, it could be the right time. You do a short-term sacrifice of paying a higher rate now for maybe the next 12 to 18 months. Once the rates go down and you can refinance, your payment's going to go low. And then instantaneously, your equity's going to go up. Yeah, that's an important point right there. Okay, reality check, guys. Uh, right now, a $400,000 home, if you put 20% down, the interest rate 7%, you're going to pay more than $2,100 on the principal every single month. $2,100. That's $700 more than a year ago because, of course, interest rates have gone from about 3.5% to 7% in a year, and they could go even higher. So, if you are, in fact, looking to buy, you got to kind of do that a calculation, right? Whether the prices coming down would be offset by the higher uh, interest rates, whether you've got money in the bank that you can uh, you can pay that down payment, make the monthly payments. That's all part of the equation. And last point, uh, sellers right now are finding they have to incentivize buyers. They have to fix things as opposed to just uh, you take it as is, because right now the market is starting to turn and it's becoming a buyer's market. Guys, back to you. Yeah, well, more Time. Yeah. Tom, thank you. Tom Costello for State of Virginia, the pendulum swinging back. <laughs> well, if you are thinking about getting away from home, it's actually a good time to do it. More families are planning fall vacations, even skipping school to save some money. NBC's investigative and consumer correspondent Vicki Wynn is here to tell us all about this new trend. I'm guilty of it. You know, we yes. could have traveled in the summer, but Calvin's already got five missed days of school on his, on his record because we did a fall vacation. It was cheaper. You're doing what everyone's doing. Fall is the new summer, right? He's We're in like, kindergarten, so it's yeah, five days. Exactly. Yeah. Stop. He's fine. He's got the social skills. <laughs> <laughs> so fall is the shoulder season, right? Typically between Labor Day and Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is a slower time for travelers, but right now, one in five Americans is saying, hey, I'm going to take a trip or this October, actually, mm-hmm. one in four, I should say. Um, and why? It's because we're having more flexible work yeah. schedules. People aren't as afraid to take their kids out of school. And People didn't travel during the summer. They had to postpone because of inflation and that sort of thing. So that's why you're seeing a lot more people taking advantage of these sales and these mm-hmm. deals in the fall and fewer crowds, too, which is a bonus. So what nice. about airfare and, and hotel prices? Yeah, that's sort of all over the place, Al, right? So travel agency sales show that vacation airline tickets are up 9%. So people are buying more. Mm-hmm. The good news is some popular destinations, the prices are actually down. Take Honolulu, for example. Mm-hmm. Airfare there is down an average of 30% oh. in Denver, it's down 20%, and Fort Lauderdale, Florida, a popular place to go right now, 15% less. But you will make up for it with hotel prices. The mm. average hotel price, 22% higher. So if you're going somewhere where you may have some family or friends, maybe shack mm-hmm. up with them, consider yeah. an Airbnb. And also cruising right now is cheap. If you book this week for Norwegian or Royal Caribbean, your kids travel fleet free, except wow. for those blackout dates. I was just about okay. to ask you for people watching yeah. this morning if there are any other ways they can save, if they want to squeeze in a trip. This okay, fall. how quickly do you want to travel, Should 
know, you want to go this month? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> if you want to go yeah. right now in October, yeah. San Diego is your spot. They're, oh. saying they're offering discounts at restaurants, hotels, and attractions for kids. The other thing is, if you want to go to Europe and you want to get a good deal, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week, the experts oh. say they don't celebrate over there. That they're makes not doing sense. Turkey. Uh-huh. You might ha- find your stuffing, but you'll get a great deal. Hey, Vic, wow. th- you mentioned travel agents. A lot of people don't use them anymore. Is a travel agent a good idea? They're the best. Honestly, mm-hmm. travel agents can really help you find the deals, and also they'll help you if something goes wrong. And right yeah. now, with the pandemic and that sort of thing still happening, mm-hmm. all these the tridemic, it's nice to have someone oh, who yeah. has your back. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I awesome. just learned a lot, you, in, including Calvin being a delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> he's in, he's in kindergarten, yes. for God's sake. All right. We've read for 15 minutes. He's all good. Just <laughs> ahead, tis the season for open enrollment. So we got our good buddy Steph Rule here to help us pick up, pick the right health insurance and save some uh, creative ways, share some creative ways to save money. And then later, we've got a group of women who relied on grit, determination, and each other to rise to the top. An impressive group of women all here live talking about how they conquered Mount Kilimanjaro. Third hour of today, I'll be right back. Woo-hoo. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> back with On the Money, and uh, fall doesn't just mean pumpkin spice and cooler weather. It also means that it is open enrollment time, and this may be the time to reconsider those health insurance options. So, who better to help break it all down than NBC News senior business analyst Stephanie Rule? You make me sound like such a downer. Fall's not just about... <laughs> Pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about open health insurance? No, we've been following you on Instagram segments. Well, we like your Halloween costumes on Instagram. So. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it is. It is. You're going to make it sexy. Here we go. So health insurance. Let's start with. Let's start with insurance options. What are some things that people should consider, perhaps? Listen, we all, because it's not sexy, procrastinate. We don't want to think about it, but we need to, and we especially need to read the fine print because plans change all the time. And unless you're paying close attention, it could impact the plan that you have. And that could end up impacting your copay, your deductible, really your health and how you're living your life. So it's important to pay attention to all of those details and really think about what's my lifestyle. Right? Look at your receipts from last year. If I'm a relatively healthy person, I only go to the doctor once or twice a year. Maybe I want to go with a plan with a high deductible, higher copay because I don't go to the doctor much. But if I have a more traditional family, then you probably want to go with a higher monthly payment. Payment, but a lower co-payment when you're taking the kids to the doctor all the time. You have to understand what your family needs are and make a move that way. Do the math. Here's what's important. You know, especially if one thing happens and you don't anticipate it, it sets your bills back. My husband just had shoulder surgery. We had a couple emergency room visits. And next thing you know, we're like, okay, we need to look at our plan. You so, need, right? You need to think about, am I having any big life changes? Yes. But no, there's not just one chance to make that change. Right now, you do have to pick your insurance. Yep. But let's say you know you're going to have a big life change next okay. year. You're getting married. You're having a baby. a baby. If you have a big life event like that, you usually have 60 days after to make an adjustment. Oh, I didn't However, know okay. not all insurance plans recognize every life change. Right. So think domestic partnership, marriage. Those are all legal documents. Okay. But depending on your insurance, it might vary from state to state. Again, you got to check your state laws. That's good. I didn't know that. <laughs> what, right. Steph, what 
what about flexible spending accounts? What do we need to do? I love them. You know I love anything tax-free, and that's what this is. Many, many people's companies will offer what's known as a flexible savings account, where you put money aside tax-free, and you spend it on anything that's health or medical-related. Now, it's not a free-for-all. You can't mm-hmm. go, oh, great, health? <laughs> I'm going to walk into Sephora. I'm going to need some exfoliator <laughs> for my dry skin. No, 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 no. But if you go to FSA.com, mm-hmm. they will tell you what's eligible. I like to use mine to fill up my first aid kit at home to get sunscreen. Other people are going to use it for a big expense like a breast pump. Just know, make sure what you're spending it on mm-hmm. is going to get covered. And this includes over-the-counter stuff. It absolutely does. Right. It's, a, it's a good one. So there's FSA. There's also HSA, which I'm not as familiar with. Well, I'm going to get you familiar. Health <laughs> savings account. I'm Think excited. about it kind of like retirement savings or your 401k. Not every company offers it, but if mm-hmm. yours does, it's another way to save money tax-free. You're going to put money into it, mm-hmm. and then you can spend tax-free, and then you pull it out for medical expenses. All you have to do is show up with that receipt for the medical expense, and then you can pull it out. It's also a backdoor way for some retirement savings. You can save up all those medical so expenses. Over. Yes, over a long, long time oh. for years. And then come retirement time, you could say, here we go. I'm going to submit these now, pay myself a back tax-free. From five years ago. Yeah, so you got to keep it. Pay yourself back tax-free. And that's a great little savings you have come your So that's better years. than an FSA. Well, it's just different, right? right? An FSA, you're using year in, year out to right. pay for those expensive. This, it's kind of a way that you can get some retirement savings. Yeah, it's nice. good. Oh. All right. There really you great. go. Stephanie, See, you, you, made that you did. Insurance. You made it sexy. Yeah. Bringing sexy back right there. <laughs> Bringing it back to health insurance. If you want more sexy financial advice, whenever you'd like it, head to today.com slash on the money. Well, when we come back, we've got a group of fearless women with grit who just pulled off something incredible. And they are here live talking all about how they conquered Kilimanjaro together. Then a little bit later, an icon in the house. There she is, Pam Greer. Talk about bringing sexy back. (laughs) We've got a look at her legendary career as the third hour of today continues. We are back with an incredible group of 14 women who embody the word grit. They call themselves Sisters to the Summer. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, they embarked on a hiking trip, uh, you know, just to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Twelve of them reached its peak, making them one of the largest group of black women to ever summit one of the world's tallest mountains. And this morning, we have the whole group here. <laughs> I want to say their names. We have Erica, Janelle, Malak, LaShawn, Tanisha. Danielle, Jennifer, Taylor, <laughs> Naomi, Naja, Christy, Lisa, Marianne, and Christina. Yes, yes. We congratulations. Have when I first heard about you guys climbing a mountain, I'm saying, what, who, who has time to climb a mountain? And I just want to give people at home some perspective here. Um, so Erica is kind of the mastermind behind all of this. Among you, because I asked our producers to find out. 14 of you, right? There are a total of 23 kids, yes. four doctorates, <laughs> wow. five master's degrees, eight of you are HBCU grads, and the list goes on and on and on. How did this particular group of women come together, and how did you guys lean on each other when you were literally climbing a mountain? 
Yeah, so I would say I'm the linchpin that connects all of us. And we were connected in friendship or social and civic organizations in New York City. And I sent out an email to 20 of my closest friends and about 18 responded. Was it for your birthday? Wow. You turned, you yes, turned 50. Yes, I turned 50 in December. And so it was like a bucket list um, thing. Mm. Malak and I had been talking about doing this for five years and we had just never made the reservation. So I said, hey, you're 50. I'm <laughs> I love it. In. Wow. I can't commit to dinner reservations. So, uh, <laughs> good job to all of you for, you know, following through with this. Um, Janelle, I, I can only imagine how physically taxing this is. I know, um, you know, el- uh, mo- I want to say motion sickness, but um, elevate altitude, altitude yeah. sickness, altitude, yeah. that's word, um, is, is a big deal, especially when you get to those certain elevations. But mentally, what, what was this like mentally for, for all of you? How do you keep your head right? It was a challenge for all of us, I would say, because you're on the mountain really by yourself. There's no cell phone service unless you downloaded some music before you Mm -hmm. got there. Mm -hmm. You're really by yourself listening to everyone's footsteps Mm -hmm. trying to get up Mm -hmm. the mountain. So once we tried to get up to the summit, the terrain was basically like a mixture between sand and snow. And every time we took a step, we kept going back and further, but we all leaned on each other Mm -hmm. saying that we're going to make it to the top. We're going to get to the Mm -hmm. summit of Mount Kilimanjaro when we all pushed each other. Was it motivation or was it humor? I mean, what, what, I mean, we had conversations. I mean, I was walking with Chris back here and we would check in on each other. How you doing? Let's stop. Let's take breaks. Let's breathe. And so each of each of us had our own way of trying to gather ourselves while mm-hmm. we were on the mountain. Mm-hmm. So, Malak, you, you look at that picture uh, yeah. uh, on the summit. Uh, besides this incredible sense of accomplishment and, and sisterhood, mm-hmm. when others look at this, what do you want them to see? Well, you know, I hope we can allow people to dream, right? Mm-hmm. And for people to go out of their comfort zone. Um, black people aren't known for mountaineering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and really also, uh, black Americans don't even go to the continent often, mm-hmm. right? So I think that, um, we are hoping that we inspire people. Um, to go to the continent, to try different things, to try things that you may not see yourself in. Mm-hmm. Um, I know all of us also did this for our children. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean by fit? that? Well, we feel very proud. Um, we all, uh, most of us have daughters, right? And we want our daughters to understand that they can achieve anything they wanted. They can break records. What did they, what did they your girls to. say mm. when, when you, well, you, Zara, yeah. who just went to college said, look what happens when I go away to college. <laughs> <laughs> My second grader, her teacher sent me an email while we were away because I was journaling via email and said, I just want you to know that your daughter is so proud. She's telling everyone in the school that you're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Same for all you ladies. And this one, my friend here, Christy, she has a two and a half year old. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's so hard for us. Sometimes we talk about self-care and taking time for ourselves. You guys took the time to do what it takes to climb a mountain. How long did it take? Eight days. Eight days total. Eight days. What was the hardest part, would you say? Sleeping in a tent, yes. in the cold, mm. on rocks. Having to go to the bathroom in the middle of in the, the middle night of the twice. Night. Oh, yes. when it's just and cold. taking showers. You know what's funny is you guys had some time to have a little bit of fun. I just saw on social media, you guys had time to do the cuppet challenge. Yes. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, if you go to social media, Beyonce has a song and people dance all over the, the country. Y'all are dancing on top of a mountain. <laughs> we are. One of our guys actually said, I've been up to the summit over 270 times and I have never seen anyone <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That great? Look at that. What was the best part when you got back to a hotel? What was the first mm, thing? A shower. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so show of hands, who was the most prepared of the group? 
most prepared. Oh, Probably Marianne. Yeah. Why Marianne? <laughs> Why? I was just on it. She was making sure our vitals were right every day. Yeah. She's she's a doctor, so she was just making sure everyone oh. was okay. Oh. She led stretching. She she in led the stretching in the yeah. morning yeah. before we start our walk. How about the biggest cheerleader of the group? Probably Erica. Yeah. I would say yeah. Erica. Once we got up to the summit, she put on some headphones and she was like, we are going to make <laughs> yes. it to your <laughs> yes. And she led us all to the summit. Yes. Listen, it gives me chills just looking yeah. at each one of you on this show, particularly on the third hour. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about grit, which you see behind you. Yes. Sisterhood, second chances, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur. If you have a dream, mm-hmm. we always talk on the show about just pushing through your comfort zone mm-hmm. and doing it. So yeah. does anybody want to leave us with a takeaway for for not just women, but for men at home who feel like, look, we're all what, in our mid 40s? Um, 50s. We have 50s, <laughs> 50s. We have kids. We have spouses. We have older parents. I mean, we're all doing a lot. Go ahead. What's your, what's your takeaway? <laughs> no, I have a takeaway. Okay. Um, I would say one of the takeaways is to live and with every step, do it with purpose and intention. Mm. Because when I was on the mountain, every step I was taking, I was stepping with purpose and intention. Mm. Sometimes we were quiet. Sometimes we were laughing. Sometimes you were just in your own mind. So I would say for me, it's more of a faith challenge. So I would say live with purpose and intention. Beautiful. Take every step with so it. That's right. Thank I love you. the medals, too. I know. Did you look at the medals? Yes. I, I had them made before we left and engraved with our names Aww. on the back. And then I surprised everyone with the medals after we summited. Spectacular. I love it. Well, congratulations for not only inspiring yourselves, but for all of us. Watch. Yeah. We were living through you as you guys were climbing that mountain. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for having us. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right, coming up just ahead, a woman whose career has reached some incredible heights, no doubt. The legendary Pam Greer is in studio. She's going to catch us up on her life on the ranch and looking back on her iconic roles. And then a little bit later, have you heard of a pizza dia? Well, you will when we show you how to make this easy, fun family dinner. We'll be right back. So good, guys. Have no fear, Pam Greer is here. The Golden Globe-nominated actress made a name for herself, starring in a string of 1970s black exploitation films like Coffee, then Foxy Brown, a role that cemented Pam's icon status. Two decades later, she wowed audiences once again as a flight attendant caught up in a heist in Jackie Brown. Well, now Pam's life takes center stage in The Plot Thickens Season 4, Here Comes Pam. It's a podcast from Turner Classic Movies. Pam, good morning. Oh, good morning every day since the beginning both of you I've watched and just absolutely been uplifted thank you, you so much you believe, like, no that did you just made our year since we started here thank you, so you made thank my you. life oh, thank, <laughs> thank you, you. Um, I love hearing this podcast it's in your own words you were interviewed for 20 hours mm. what's it like talking about yourself for that long uh, cringe oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well when everyone danced and when they came to the ranch the gate everyone was nervous it was cold and I said I had music, let them mm. in. We started dancing. This is mm. my home. Animals are going to be running all over the place. <laughs> Just enjoy it. This is who I am, how, mm-hmm. who I've involved to, which is strength and endurance. And so I said, this is what you're going to get. And I may cry. Mm. I, I'll have a pause. Mm-hmm. But this is my book, mm-hmm. Foxy, My Life in Three Acts. Mm-hmm. Number 20 on the New York Times bestseller list, but in pages. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to hear a dimension from me for the book and then i have three incredible women all alpha females doing (laughs) foxy writing and developing um and it's amazing 
It is amazing because you have to revisit times there were very troubling, but I want my thank my audience and let them know I went through some traumatic times in my life. Mm-hmm. I can't equate mine is more important and more valuable than others before attacks as two little girls, teenager, young woman, and I'm okay. Mm, you yeah. are. You're more than I okay. found a way mm. through watching you, through the experiences of women. You know, they try to blame me for Foxy. I blame it on you. <laughs> Sorry. So you testifying. Okay. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. So because of us not being the victim, it was an experience. Mm-hmm. We learned from it and we're going to move forward. And mm-hmm. now 50 years later, I'm a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm being asked to talk about my life with grit, with tears, with mm-hmm. runny noses, with horses doing things in the background. And, and then at the end of the day, I'm going, I got through the day. Can I do she it again? Yeah. But I committed and I want to thank the audience and I want to let them know how I got here. Mm. And, and you certainly are. I mean, Ben, the, the host calls you Hollywood's first female action hero. And this isn't even something you wanted to do. I mean, you were just trying to get some money to go to medical school, I right? I was trying and, to get into college for living in a garage, working four jobs. I, I wanted to do movies and theater, but at the time before you were born, it was for film schools yeah. and I couldn't get into them because I didn't have the money, but I could work and study and get grants. And I wanted to go to UCLA film school. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted was to make films, women's narratives that were so buried that I knew about in Wyoming from my great, great grandmother mm-hmm. who had a sugar beet farm, wow. who uh, had a hotel for the blacks and Chinese that worked on the railroad, mm-hmm. all the blazing saddles. And there were so many narratives. I wanted to do Mary Field the first black stagecoach driver and add mm. Annie Oakley mm. and Calamity Jane. But Hollywood said, no one would believe it. I said, just wait. Yeah. If I live long <laughs> enough. And now look, yeah. you can do. You know, it's really interesting because I think viewers will also learn a lot. Um, I learned that several weeks after Coffee hit theaters, it was in 1973, that it knocked the James Bond film, Live or Let Die, out of the top yes. box office spot. What did that tell you then and even now about this genre Um some people loved it. Some people didn't. But there was a there was a void there. Mm-hmm. But we I had to show emit women's strength and individual intelligence. And I thought, my God, that was a male movie. Black hat, white hat, <laughs> females, mm. black bra, white bra. Mm. OK, how do I <laughs> keep us elevate us so mm-hmm. that we can build and grow an audience? I didn't know there was an audience for women. It gave them an empowering, it was empowering. It was like you took the reins of your own femininity and just. Yeah, but women hadn't seen a CIA agent. They hadn't seen a woman drive a a jet ski. Mm -hmm. They hadn't seen that. So Kawasaki gave me that because of my courage. And from then on, it started to grow and grow and grow. And that's where we are. Someone has to do it Mm -hmm. and get out there. And, And when I stepped in men's shoes. Then it became black exploitation. But before then, it wasn't. It was okay for men. Mm -hmm. But women, we go in there. Okay, what's under the rug? You can't lie. I smell the perfume. Mm -hmm. You know, we go to another level where we are today and examining who we are, where we've been. That upholds us for our daughters. Mm -hmm. And so I look back and I have these not only these I'm asked to do master classes. I'm getting giving been given fellows all over the world and awards to talk about how we did it when we weren't. We were excluded. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. knocking down that door and trailblazing for all of us. And we love chatting with you. Thank you so much and for you joining well. us this morning. You're not getting out. You're not getting out that easy. Okay. <laughs> Please. All right. You're the, you're the, you, you trailblaze yeah. for the rest this of us. This is all about you right yes. now. We got more. We got more to do. <laughs> thank you. The Plot Thickens Season 4. Here comes Pam. It's available right now wherever you get your podcasts and new episodes drop every Tuesday. Don't leave. 
Davis. All right, coming up next, we are slicing it up in the kitchen with a new spin on pizza night when we show you how to make a pizza dia. Yes, yeah, did I say it right? A lot ahead. We'll be right back. This morning in Today Food, we have two fantastic meals you can whip up in no time. Chris Kimball is the founder of Milk Street. His new cookbook is called Milk Street. Cook what you have, make a meal out of almost anything. And everybody is telling me it's an awesome book to have in the house. Good morning to you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. To you. Yes. I love these recipes. We all have kids. You have a lot of kids. And it's just, it's this simple stuff you can put on the table that everyone can enjoy. It's a lot like a gaggle of kids. So we're starting with, is this tomato soup? Yeah, this is like you have some leftover bread. You have some canned tomatoes. You start by heating some oil, uh, mm -hmm. carrots. Uh, this we can do. A I'm small, like, yeah, this is nothing hard. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not Jacques Pepin here today. Okay. Uh, a little thyme, a little, little salt. Time. And just saute that for five to seven minutes. Okay. okay. Soft, easy. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Then we add the can. This is what you always have in the pantry. Yep. A can of whole tomatoes. You right, can use. You can this use we all have. <laughs> so far, so and good. you can just crush them with your hands. Throw them in here. Okay. And cook that for maybe 10 minutes or so until okay. it reduces a little bit. Uh, then the chicken stock. Um, okay. That paste in the jars, I really like. I think that's pretty good stuff. Oh, okay. But whatever you want. You could actually use water. Mm -hmm. You know, most people in the world actually don't use stock. They really? just use, well, who has the French yeah, stock? Yeah, you're right, you're right. But it's most true. places don't have you it. You don't so, have stock like okay. that. So yes. we get that up to temperature, and then okay. we throw in about five ounces of baby spinach. Nice, so that wilts down. Baby arugula, or you could use kale and cook it a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, and that's it. So it's stuff you mostly have try. around. Mm -hmm. Um, Where does the bread now, come in? Now, we did bread. We did four cups of bread. We put that in a hot oven for five to seven it? minutes. Okay. And did you drizzle olive oil on it? Yeah, or? a little olive oil, about okay. a tablespoon. And right. then this is something you can do in a skillet, by the way. Mm. Okay. If you have leftover bread. Oh, my gosh. Um, you can just throw that on anything. And the bread soaks up all the mm. yummy. And then a little cheese. Oh, this is yummy. Oh, wow. Hearty. You know, a friend of mine lives mm. in Paris, and I said, mm. what do you make during the week? And he said, I mm. just cook what I have. Oh, my so gosh. That's how most people right. cook, right? That was so simple. Oh, that bread is that so, so yummy. That is so delicious. Okay, okay this now. next one, this is the pizza dia we've been talking about all morning. Okay. <laughs> it's like Godzilla. Godzilla. Pizza Pizza So all you need okay. is a taco that's Check. about the same size. Toast it in the pan with a little bit of olive oil, mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll take it out and... Once so we definitely have tortillas in the house. We have all of these things. Yeah. yeah, you can use, if you have a bigger pan, you can use sort of a, you know, burrito size. Okay. Uh, some cheddar cheese and mm -hmm. some mozzarella. Can't beat that. Go on. Yep. This is so fun. And then we have a little marinade of some plum tomatoes or okay. grape tomatoes with some uh, onions, mm. little red pepper flakes, maybe. Mm -hmm. Put that on and finish this with really some Really good. Still, and this tastes like something yeah. you would do for the family. And just throw this in a really hot oven, 450 mm -hmm. oven for maybe 10 minutes until uh, the cheese melts. Well, I'm even thinking, so this you is, know, I could throw this into lunch boxes for school and everything. So it's just good. like Maybe you could teach your kids how to do this, in this except for the hot oven. I know, that's true. The only mm. thing you have to worry about is that skillet coming out and the handle's oh, hot. It's still yeah. so good. Yeah. You know what I like about this? These are things that we have in the house and you know what? I have to be honest, sometimes I come home and I'm tapped. I just mm -hmm. can't think of anything else. And they're tired of having the same old thing, but I know they like some of the similar things. So this is something that's a home This run. is well, that, absolutely delicious. Well, that's it's why so adults, simple. when they get home, have a cocktail and peanuts. <laughs> but uh, but so we all have kids, so that's not, to that is not going to work out too. They have yeah, to eat. We actually have to feed them. This is really so. good, Chris. Easy Thank too. you. Thank, Thank you thanks, so much guys. for these recipes. Head to today.com slash food. Oh, mm. shoot. Now just put that in my mouth. We come right back. Oh, my God. Mm. I love black olives. I think it. 
Tomorrow on the third hour of today, festive Halloween party dishes that can scare you can scare up in no time. <laughs> Coming up on Huda and Jenna, the good fights. Alan Cumming is nice. here. We will see you tomorrow. What a great show. It was fun. Not that we don't have a great show every day. Every but you day. know what I'm saying. Have Bye-bye. a great day. <laughs> Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.